Welcome back to another episode of Things My Friends Know. I'm your host, Lisa Lindenfelser, and I'm here to talk with my friends about their passions. In today's episode, we chat with internet celebrity Lacey on what it was like to have a video of her animals go viral and how she's used her platform to spread joy and connect with people across the world. Well, hello and welcome, and we're here with our very extra special guest, Lacey. We're so happy to have you. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. You're just the sweetest. So I'm going to dive straight in. Um, You are famous for a lot of reasons, um, but the one that I found you for first was because you have a cat named Harvey, um, and you have an Instagram account, Fat Cat Harvey and the Doties, and that's how um, I got introduced to you. So number one, tell us about Harvey and tell us about how you got Instagram famous because of him. Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, that's super overly generous um, because I don't feel like I'm famous or anything super special. Um, (laughs) But back in 2017 in August, we had a hurricane hit this area called Hurricane Harvey. Mm. And we went out um, uh, just to rescue people um, by boat because we were sitting around and we were like, okay, well, we're kind of stuck where we are, but there's all these people who are stranded in their apartments or in their homes who did not, who were in a mandatory evacuation and they did not actually evacuate wow. whether they were older people or if they just had animals and they didn't feel like they could take them all with them or whatever. And so Scott was, you know, homicide detective for 13 years. And we had a big group of people who um, we know who are firefighters from our um, shelter calendar photo shoot that we do with all those guys. And so we just were like, we can't just sit here and do nothing to help these people. And so we ended up um, going out to rescue someone that he knew. And then that just kind of spiraled into let's hook together with these people and this group and we'll go get these boats and these kayaks and we'll meet at this place and start saving people in this neighborhood and then we'll move to this one and wow. so that very first neighborhood that we went to we just we went as far as we could we got in the boat we started going in the very first apartment complex my um neighbor and really good friend Sharon said Lacey I think she's from Rhode Island Lacey I think there's a cat over there you know like it's so funny <laughs> I was like, what? I mean, I was out of that boat and I was in waist deep water and I had to walk maybe from the boat to the complex through like a ditch in a parking lot. It was probably about a two block walk to get up to the building. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, at the top of these stairs is this cat. And I get up there and it's just, I mean, a, a two foot by two foot little span. It was just the entrance into an apartment door, basically Mm -hmm. little landing and he was sitting up there, half of the um, area was feces, the other half was him. Um, and I just said, he is gonna claw the mess out of me as soon as I grab him and hit that water, but I cannot leave him here. And I thought it was a pregnant female. And I thought, oh my gosh, this poor cat is, he probably has, she has not had food or water for three days um, because the people had evacuated um, and this cat was left. And I just, I felt so bad. So I picked 
I picked what I thought was a her, I picked her up and I held her into me and she was so heavy and I hit the water and she, she started to go. And then she just was so tired, no energy. She just kind of went limp mm-hmm. and I held onto her and I walked. Now the boat was like another couple blocks down. So I'm walking like four blocks with this 30 pound cat. Um, and I get to the boat and the guy in the boat was like, you, you need help with this. Is that a cat? I said, it's a cat and it's so heavy. And he was like, hey, let me help you in here. And he helped me in. And I said, just let me put him in my jacket so I could just have some, my arms were just dying. And I got him in the jacket, held him in there, got in the boat, sat down. And, and then we went and rescued the rest of the people. The other, I stayed in the boat with this cat in my jacket for another hour. It was raining. It was cold. It was still, we were still in four feet of water. And I just sat there. And at one point I, he was not moving at all. And I was like, I was like, are you okay in there? What is going on? And I was like pushing him. And finally he was like, and I was like, okay, you're okay. And then got him home and gave him a bath. He was fine in the bath. Um, he slept for like six hours. Um, when the water receded, took him to the vet, found out he was not a female or pregnant. He was a neutered male, which was a shock to everybody. And then we found out that he had been abandoned and had been basically living outside for the last month because the owner had moved. So when we went back and we found that out, the guy who left him up there said, yeah, well, we've just all been feeding him. And when we evacuated, I just put him up on the top step thinking we would just be gone for a day and come back. We didn't realize it was going to be three or four days of torrential downpour. And now we're all stuck and we can't get anywhere. Um, And so, I mean, it literally looked like the entire area was a was a lake. I mean, from highway to highway, neighborhood to neighborhood. And so there was no driving. Wow. Uh, so fast forward to, um, we had him, you know, 2017 till 20, I guess 2019. Is that when I, when I got blue, but so I adopted, we adopted blue after mm-hmm. a, another shelter calendar that we were shooting. He was a part of the calendar. Um, and blue is an Australian shepherd, right? Blue is the Australian shepherd, great Pyrenees, which is why he is so big. Oh wow! So he is a big fluffy monster. (laughs) Uh, And we have constant fur balls, like, like tumbleweed, fur ball, tumble, tumbleweeds through the house all day, every day. (laughs) Um, but it's worth it. Uh, so he, um, one day just he started hurting like he would herd Tycho, where Tycho's the smallest little white dog of the pack um and he would kind of like push him into the wall and then kind of like swing his butt around and booty bump him um and then Tycho would fly into the wall and you know squeal and i was like i get blue to stop doing this then he would do the same thing with harvey but he would snuggle with harvey and then out of nowhere he would just nip him and then harvey would like try to get to him and he couldn't reach and so this one day I was watching them snuggle outside and I thought, oh my gosh, I have to video this. And when I went to video it, Blue turns around and just nips Harvey on that hind leg and Harvey turns over and he's just like, oh, you know, I, I can't, <laughs> but trying to get him off. Well, I didn't think it was anything special because he does that all the time. That was his normal response. And I shared that video with, um, I put it on Instagram and I just said, here Blue is trying like, trying to learn we're trying to teach him that that the cat and the dogs are not sheep that he has to herd you know so Mm -hmm. I I shared that video with an Australian Shepherd Facebook group and I just said as an inquiry like like a um a question I said does anyone know how to make your Australian Shepherd stop trying to herd your other animals 
and I share that video as an example. Like, this is what's going on. How do I stop it? I didn't share it as, um, as like a, hey, look at what's so funny. My cat can't roll over. Like, it wasn't that. It was like, how do I get him to stop? Because I Tycho sticks pounds, my little toy poodle. And I didn't want him to hurt Tycho. Yeah. Um, I was more worried about Tycho than the cat. But um, <laughs> so... Um, then some people just said, oh my gosh, that's so funny. Can I please share this? And I, I said, um, sure, I don't mind. Just link it to my Facebook. And so um, it ended up um, uh, going, let's see, I shared it Thanksgiving morning, maybe. And on my page, it had about 200 views. And we left, we drove 30 minutes to, to do lunch with family. And I kept getting these weird notifications on my phone and I looked and I thought, this video says it has 14,000 views. That's weird. It's, I, it was 200 views 30 minutes ago. And I showed Scott and he was like, oh, there's probably something wrong with it. You know, I was like, yeah, you're right. And then we leave, we go eat lunch. Um, we leave lunch about an hour later and I get another notification, several on my phone and I open it to see, and there were like 49,000 views. Wow. And I thought, you've got to be kidding me. What is going on here? <laughs> Scott looked at me and he was like, was it that funny? I'm like, I don't think it was that funny, but we're so used to it. So it wasn't a big deal. Um, went to bed by the next morning, it was up to 160 something thousand views. Uh, and then I started getting phone calls from, um, phone, not phone calls, messages, like through Instagram and Facebook and stuff about, um, we are an agent, like we're an agency who um, represents animals or we represent people or this or that or whatever. We would love to represent your cat. And I said, you're going to, you're going to have to give me a second because this is not, <laughs> I'm not familiar with this. This does not even seem real. Are you sure this is what you do? Is that really a job? You know, it just was really <laughs> bizarre. And um, I ended up talking to a handful of people. And then I just started really Googling all the legalities of it, talking to a couple of people um, who might know more about it than I do, because I knew nothing. Um, and they basically wanted to like license the video so that they could um, sell it to outlets. And I said, well, my problem that I'm having now is that it's being shared to millions of people and they're not crediting back where it came from, mm -hmm. but they're all getting mad because Harvey's overweight and they think that I'm a bad pet owner. So that was more mad about that, that I've poured heart and soul into these animals and that everybody's just giving me a hard time about it without really knowing the story. So I was spending hours a day, like answering people, no, we love him. We're not abusing him. Like, you know, you don't understand. And, and so that's really why I signed up with them to just to license the video, because at that point that, that gave them the right to go send, they were, they're called DMCA takedown notices. So I didn't have to, I didn't wow. have to fight people to take it down. They would do that. And so that's why I did that. That's crazy. Yeah. So they sold it to a few people. Um, it didn't, I mean, it maybe made a couple hundred dollars. It didn't, it was not like people think it makes thousands of dollars. It did not make thousands of dollars. <laughs> really. It was just to protect the owner who had it basically. So anyway, so I just saw people commenting from when it was shared and, uh, they said, well, where is this cat? Where can I see him? Surely he has an Instagram. Well, he didn't. 
have an Instagram. <laughs> so I quickly made one and I always wanted to make one for Tycho because I always call him Tycho the toy poodle and he just has so much personality. Mm-hmm. And so I never made one for anybody else because it's like you have all these dogs. Now we have a cat. Who cares about any of my animals, you know? Um lo and behold a lot of people care about all of them so it just it's really been a crazy whirlwind and harvey got i mean out of all of them harvey got the first and only instagram account um (laughs) but with all the other ones i couldn't just single him out because you know there are 12 other animals um (laughs) but yeah so that so we made the instagram account and then very quickly um i mean i remember like it had a couple thousand followers in a couple of days and then maybe a day later, I jumped up to like 10,000 followers. And I just thought, no, this is weird. I mean, I've had my photography business for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have an Instagram. Now, my Facebook photography has several thousand followers. But my Instagram just, I don't post um, consistently enough to really cause that growth. Yeah. Um, and But for years, I've had that Instagram account. And it's like a 1,400 people, not even, or maybe a little bit more. And... So here with Harvey's account having over 10,000 and then a couple days later at 20,000 and then a couple days later had 40,000. I just was like, this is, it cannot, this is crazy. I just did not even know what to expect. Um, And it really did night and day. I mean, it just, everything changed from what, what, like life as I knew it versus life after that, because really it became a full-time job um, that, I mean, I love people and my, I love interacting with people. I love meeting people like you, you know, and like yeah. other people talk to you consistently or on a, on a pretty regular basis or responding back to people or, or seeing how it's positively impacted people. All of those bring so much joy to me that, um, it just ended up being such a joyful thing, you know, that I love being a part of. Yeah. And so, um, I do spend a solid 50 hours on Instagram a week. Wow. Just on- wow. Um, so that's one of my jobs. <laughs> <laughs> and all of that off of an accident. All <laughs> that's that crazy. Off an accident. <laughs> to try to learn how to, to get blue, not to herd <laughs> your other animals and Tycho. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. So it's, it keeps me busy for sure. Yeah. I mean, and now you're up to, I checked right before we started, you're up to over 84,000 followers, which is just yeah. insane to think about how far of a reach you have. And I think one of the things that I enjoy the most about your account and just interacting with you in general is you just have this like beautiful heart for people like you were already talking about and you've been able to connect with so many different people in so many different places probably across the world um and you just bring such a joy and a light to what you do which which we very much appreciate thank you um you know one of the I, those questions that you asked in the email was, uh, how do you handle the haters? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially with Harvey's weight, you know, I know you've posted on your Instagram. He was 30 pounds when you got him originally. He's down over five pounds now, which is amazing, especially wow. for cats. So I'm sure you've gotten a lot of body shaming for Harvey. So how have you handled that? Yeah. So, well, just to kind of segue from what you were saying earlier, the the joy that it brings people and the way that um it affects people um i mean the messages on a daily basis that i get that say um you know you don't know me from anybody but i struggle from 
suicide or uh, or suicidal thoughts or um, severe anxiety and depression and um, your cat or your account saved my life today or I was going to end my life and I changed my mind because of something that you said or something that happened from something that you shared um, or just I've had the worst day or I'm, I'm in a hospital with terminal cancer and the only little bit of joy that I get is coming to Instagram and seeing like your house full of love and animals and and so it it just I'm, I'm emotional about it because it just, there's so much hurting out there. And if I could provide just a little bit of joy um, to a hurting world, then that's worth all of the hate that I can get. Because I have to remember that the people who are negative and bullying and hateful are the ones who are hurting the most. And if I can remind myself that those people are, are really hurting, that they're reaching for some, that they are just desperate for some kind of love and, and acknowledgement and hope and uh, a place to just to be seen or heard or whatever, um, then I can hopefully give that to them and maybe j just not even that my mission is to change their life. Although, I mean, if I can make it a happier place for them, I love to do that. Um, but just, just to know that like, hey, I know that you're hurting. I'm sorry that you're lashing out like this how can I love on you? You know, how can I make you feel better or what can I do? You know, cause it's not about my cat being overweight. It's not about that. You think I'm an animal abuser because I have a fat cat. It's not, it's because you're hurting and you need something to lash out on and you need something to be negative to because of all what's going on in here. And so the best way that I handle that is a to remind myself that all of that is worth it's worth bringing joy to a few or many, um, but also just to remember that those people are truly hurting. That they're really not mad at me for having an overweight cat. They're just really hurting. So it sometimes is hard to remind myself of that <laughs> because sometimes it really comes at me um, in droves. I mean, day, some days are a lot easier and better than others, but I really try hard to not let it overwhelm you know I just kind of have to either delete or just say bless your heart I started saying bless your heart <laughs> you know like, like how do you really respond to that that good old southern charm bless your heart I'm gonna love on you anyway <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's such that's amazing. Um, an amazing attitude and approach to just meet people where they are and try to keep putting out goodness into the world. Um, that's just so impressive, Lacey. Like, I was already obsessed with you before, but like, oh my gosh, just so amazing. It just makes my heart so happy. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, hang out with me in person for like 10 minutes and you might take that back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, I think one of the common misconceptions that people have about your Instagram account with um, Fat Cat Harvey and the Dodies is that you make a lot of money. And like you mentioned earlier, you probably only made $200 on the video that went viral of Harvey. Um, but you only recently started getting into sponsorships because people like me and um, your other followers that reach out regularly were really encouraging you to do so. So um, why don't you talk about that a little bit? Like, how did you decide? to get into sponsorships and like what does that actually mean for you yeah so um the common misconception um for people who just hop on instagram to peruse and who who just enjoy the content that they see is that the bigger your account is instagram must be paying you 
you're getting paid just this week and somebody said so does instagram pay you because of how many followers or how many views i said no no youtube will depending on what you have going on but instagram does not care if you have two followers or two billion <laughs> they just don't care mm. now the way that you get paid with instagram is through sponsorships, which is if um, some company, let's say uh, a cat litter brand said, hey, we know that you have a good reach for people who love cats, probably 90 to 100% of your followers have cats. Um, we want you to advertise our litter. Will you try our litter and, litter and talk about it and see, you know, whatever. And we'll pay you X amount of money based on what, you, you know, um, your follower count and your engagement and all of those things. And then I can say, oh, I've already tried it and I don't like your litter. No, thank you. Or I can say, sure, I'd love to try it and then share my feedback on it. And so then you would get paid, you know, like if uh, either you'll get stuff for free for a review, which I've gotten a mop and a vacuum and some dog like grooming supplies stuff, uh, like shampoos and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But I didn't love the shampoo stuff that I tried. So I'd never talked about it. Um, the mop that I was given, I actually do love. But when I asked them for a coupon code to share, they couldn't give me one yet because they were too busy from from, I guess, just fulfilling orders. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of one of my things was, I would love to be able to give back to all the people who watch what's going on here, something, you know, like maybe they were going to buy a mop or maybe they were going to buy this mop, but if they can, if they, if I can get them 15 or 20% off, yeah. then that's amazing. And that helps them too. Um, and so, because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for everyone who loved being here, yeah, you know, yeah. so that was kind of would be like my thank you. So I didn't share it yet because of that. And then the vacuum company, um, it, it wasn't as powerful as I liked. And they've asked me several times, are you going to share? I said, well, it did this. Is that normal? And then they were like, can you take a video of what it's doing? <laughs> you know, and so, <laughs> you know, so it's kind of like, I'm, I'm honest, like, I'm not going to just share something just so I can make a, you know, a penny. But I recently, um, uh, started doing some sponsorships and I don't know legally what I can even like talk about. So mm. I'll kind of keep it vague. But I said, um, I said yes to one for sure, which is actually it's animal. It's like a, like an adoption kind of a thing. I think I could probably say that. Um, and then I said, uh, I'm possible to another one and I'm waiting for a product to try it. Cause I don't want to say yes and then not love it and then yeah. be like oh let me try this it's really awesome <laughs> you know <laughs> um, so that's how people get paid is that you'll get a sponsor who says hey you have a reach of people that we want that that is our target market can we connect with you partner with you whatever and then pay you to do it because in reality a commercial might cost thirty thousand dollars or they can pay an influencer anywhere from 500 to $1,500. And it actually targets their exact target market yeah. versus a commercial targets, you know, could be targeting five-year-olds watching cartoons. They don't <laughs> care about the product, you know? So it ends up being worth it for everybody in the long run.
Yeah, I'm, I, that's awesome. It's funny to me that the example that you came up with when you were first explaining sponsorships was kitty litter, because um, I know Harvey actually goes to the bathroom outside. You have a beautiful yard, which I know you're re-landscaping because of all of the frost that you guys got in Texas and snow and craziness in general. But um, yeah, so Harvey actually goes to the bathroom in the yard. You had this hilarious video of him trying to go to the bathroom when there was ice on the grass and he he was not having it. Bicycles. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny though. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you talked a little bit earlier about some of the other businesses that you own. So you consider Harvey and the Dodies to be a business. Um, you talked about your photography business and I believe you have a third business as well. I do. I have um, a charcuterie resin board business, really a resin business. Um, I started maybe a year and a half ago. Um, d during the uh, kind of fall times, I usually have a good bit of Christmas mini sessions that I do. And that particular time that I started the, the cheese board stuff, um, I had 40 photo shoots in like a three day span. Oh, wow. And I just remember thinking, I've got to do another creative something that is not photo related just to break it up, you for know, your sanity <laughs> yes, for my sanity. Cause I could not just keep looking at a screen and editing photo after photo after photo. And I always wanted to try the resin and the art stuff, which I actually did a lot of art stuff in college. Um, at one point, I was a music major, vocal performance, um, so I played some instruments and I sing. Wow. But when that didn't pan out for a job, I pursued photography, which is what I've done for the last 20 years because that absolutely did pan out as a job. But when it got so crazy, you know, when you've done something for 20 years, you just sometimes need a different creative outlet. And so I had done some art in college. I had some pieces that traveled around to a few different art galleries, not like big galleries, like nobody would know them. Nobody knows me or anything, but I just wanted to tap back into that and not do just photography because mm -hmm. it got so busy so quickly and stayed busy for so many years that I didn't really have time to pour it into any of my other loves or passions. So I started playing with some resin on canvas and I thought, well, this is fun. But what can you do use with it and use it for? I mean, you could put it on the wall, I guess, but it's an eight by 10 and that's kind of boring. I feel like you'd really want like a big thing, but resin is so expensive. So who's going to really buy a big thing of resin? And so I started thinking like, what could I do that would sell, that would people would actually use And the charcuterie boards were the thing that I decided to try. Um, and I just shared on my Instagram, just my personal Instagram, like, oh, this is, you know, like something I'm doing. And um, just to show the process, because I watched videos and it was very soothing to watch. Yes. And so I shared that thinking, oh, other people might enjoy the saw, you know? And by the time I had maybe like an hour after I had shared that, I had 17 orders for cheese boards. Wow. And I thought, I didn't know that I have 17 cheese boards <laughs> in my <laughs> So I just started buying cheese boards anywhere I could find them that, for, that I could get for a decent price and um, just started making a bunch of stuff. And then there was a, um, an Italian festival. Actually, it happened the week that everything started to shut down because of COVID that March. But they kept the festival going like one town over. Everything had shut down. But that particular town that this festival was in still had everything going. So we were able to still do it. Wow. Uh, and I made 60 boards 
real, you know, pretty cool. Like in a couple of weeks, I was just like all day I was working on them and I ended up selling maybe 20 that at that thing, which was great because it had a fraction, like 10% of the people probably that they thought were going to go, you know, but then I ended up selling all the rest of them for mother's day gifts. Um, and I was like, these all flew off like within a couple of days. Um, and then people just kind of kept asking. So I decided to start an Etsy page. Um, and then, um, I got a big corporate order for Christmas and that was like a hundred boards for one client. And, um, and so I just, it just kind of spiraled from there. So while everything was a little bit slower because of COVID, you know, no photo shoots, everybody was scared to be face to face with anybody that gave me an opportunity to really pour into that business. So that was really thriving. Um, and so what's nice about it is with Etsy, um, I can share anything that I have done. So I don't have to stop what I'm doing. If I'm super like in a busy photography season, I don't have to stop and go make 10 boards for someone or take special orders if I don't have time for them. And so it, it allows me to be able to do both, you know, that's amazing. Um, you know, like they say that, like, I don't remember if it's like the right side of your brain or the left side of your brain is the creative side, whichever one it is, like you definitely have the skills because I have seen your charcuterie boards. They are gorgeous. I will definitely make sure that we link your photography, Fat Cat Harvey, and um, your resin business when we post on social media for our listeners, but they're gorgeous. But your husband also owns a business as well, right? Mm-hmm. What does he do? <laughs> so he also owns a photography business. Um, he, you know, he was homicide detective for 13 years. Um, you could also get him on your podcast and talk about some, some homicides that, that he's worked. Be very Amazing. Yeah. We're done. <laughs> he has some great stories. Um, and he caught a serial killer and like all of the interesting things that are really exciting. He's actually going to a trial in like a week or two for a murder that he worked in like I don't know a couple years ago but anyway um so he learned photography he photographed his own crime scenes through all of that and then when he left the department um he which he's still he's still on reserve still has a license and everything he just doesn't work directly he uh ended up starting his own photography business actually while he was still doing that, but he branched off and did when he left the department, he was doing that kind of part-time, full-time and shooting weddings with me. And then when we got engaged, we merged the wedding portion of our business because he also had some wedding clients. So we did that. And then he um, got his real estate license and that kept him busy for a little bit, but he really was doing more of the photographing commercial industrial real estate kind Mm. of stuff of actually selling the homes and so we really just poured into that side of it and then recently he started doing a lot of leather work stuff leather work wood work like a lot of woodworking he's super handy with that he does custom pieces for people um he does a lot of hand leather tooling for people um and uh we have a thing down here called texas renaissance festival where you dress up and you go out and like you're from the roman period or you're from you know uh, like you dress up as a fairy i always dress up as a fairy because i like (laughs) sparkly (laughs) i like 600 lit up led lights in my dress and it's like this big you know (laughs) Nobody can stand. It's like a six feet distance thing for sure. Um, 
But um, so people love that kind of stuff because you wear custom made leather pieces you know, to go on like your pirate costume or around your like an arm bracer or to put your sword in or something for your hat or an iPad or whatever. And so he does all of that stuff custom. And then a lot of woodworking, he made our dog crate, he made our, redid our laundry room, he made our coffee table. So those things he started as just kind of fun, but then people hear that he does them. And then it's like, oh, could you do this? And oh, could you do this? And oh, could you do this? And so it ends up being another full-time job. Wow. <laughs> That's so, crazy. And so basically you guys are working like a hundred hours a week between all of the businesses yeah. that you own. No eating, no sleeping, nothing <laughs> no, like that. I, <laughs> I remember, actually, that's funny that you mentioned that, Pablo. Um, you said no sleeping. I was really excited for a trip that we had a couple weekends ago. And um, I saw that you were online and it was like, we're in the Eastern time zone. You're in the Central time zone. And it was like four in the morning or five in the morning, something crazy. And you're like, I've been up all night. I haven't slept at all. <laughs> <laughs> I had not because <laughs> you were too excited to go on your trip yes yeah which is normal for me I have crazy sleeping patterns but you like I feel like you're posting late at night you're posting early in the morning like you guys are just working machines that's impressive yeah I think that we we're generally happiest whenever we are being um productive so some people feel really good when they can just lounge on the couch for a couple of days and veg out and watch movies that drives us crazy. I mean, it's kind of like, if I'm not being productive, if I'm not advancing in some way, and I think then, then I'm not really doing what I need to be doing. But I think that that comes from working for yourself for so long. If you're not hustling, you're not getting paid. So if I take a downtime and I can't pay for my bills, or if I can't do this or that, then that's my fault because I, you know, I'm not, I can't just decide that one day at work, I'm just going to lounge and not really be super productive because I'm still going to get an hourly paycheck for it. Like I just don't get paid if I don't really get it done. And so you really have to be very diligent and um, focused and streamlined and motivated and self-motivated and, you know, all of the things, because it's very easy for, for many people to just say, well, I'm just going to sit over here and take the day off, or I'm going to sit over here and, you know, or why do you have so much to do? Or why are you doing all this? And you already have this on your plate. Why did you say yes to this? And it's just because we genuinely love to stay busy. Yeah. Um, now it does bite you in the butt sometimes because sometimes <laughs> you're just like, okay, now I need to balance this out. This is too much. But that's the trick is you really just have to balance. And it's hard to find that. It's really hard to find that. It's hard to find it with Instagram. Like, you know, I think, well, I'm just, I can go to the bathroom real quick and knock out 20 DMs and respond back to people, you know, <laughs> or, or I can go outside and I can just hang out for five minutes, but then I'm out there and I'm like, well, I could be editing photos. So, you know, maybe I can sit out here and edit photos. So I'm learning that sometimes I just need to give myself that five or 10 minutes or 20 minutes or an hour to just not be connected, not on Instagram, not on Facebook, not on my computer, not editing, not anything, just go be and savor my moment um, so that I, you know, don't wake up tomorrow and I'm 70 and I wonder where my life went because I was busy doing so many things, you know, and, and at one time. Yeah, I mean, definitely a hard balance to find, especially being self-employed between making the money you need to make and finding time for yourself. Right. Yeah. yeah um, 
so you know that's actually a good segue you guys both own your own businesses and we've been living in the rona times as i call them um how has that been like has that really i know harvey he still lives his life regardless of if the the pandemic is happening but how has that impacted your other businesses that you've been running so we photography really shut down completely for a while Time out, just to let you know, Harvey is currently biting my foot. <laughs> <laughs> he, and, and for those listeners who haven't yet started following um, Harvey on Instagram, Harvey loves Lacey's feet. There was a video that you actually posted either today or yesterday where you tried to get Harvey to come over near you with treats and he didn't come for treats. But when you called him for your feet, he was right there. Yes, the feet win all the time. Um, I don't know what it is. That's another weird thing is that people started getting onto me about my feet with the, with that viral video. I put my foot up to block, block blue from running into the house and he like bit my toe or licked my toe and people were like, Oh my gosh. Or, Oh my gosh. You know, like, Oh, you have two feet. Can you see more? No, not see more. Um, so it's, it's been really funny that he's had such a foot obsession, um, too, because of that. But, um, Anyway, okay, what were you, you asked me, what did you ask me? I went uh, off on wrap. Totally fine. Um, how has it been owning small businesses and being self-employed oh. during the pandemic? So um, we had, the, the week that everything shut down in March, we actually had a flight out to Chicago to shoot a wedding for a sweet couple who I was so excited to be with. And two days before they canceled everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we didn't go there. Um, we had, um, a wedding plan in that April for Italy and that got postponed to, um, actually it was supposed to be in October. It got moved to this April and then they finally just canceled it all together. So, so that was a bummer. Um, and then just wedding, all of the local weddings either canceled or postponed. Um, and people are just really afraid to book weddings right now. Yeah. The portrait side of the business um, family pictures, bourgeois, things like that. Those have picked up quite a bit. Um, but weddings, you know, venues are not giving refunds. Um, caterers are not giving refunds. Photographers are generally not giving refunds. Like, so it's so scary for anybody to book anything with all the unknowns going on. So, but honestly, when all this happened, I've been so busy for so long, um, that it was really a nice kind of a break. Um, and I remember thinking all of these people were really freaking out and up in arms and, oh my gosh, what is happening? What is happening? And I just remember doing, I went out to the front yard and did yoga with my neighbor. I mean, the first time ever that we had done that. And Scott was like, that was really nice that y'all were out here just kind of hanging out doing yoga while I was working in the garage. And, and, and then I went out there and laid on a blanket and played my Sudoku and, you know, and it just was nice to be still. And I think it was because you didn't feel like you had to be anywhere else because they were on lockdown. So nobody, Mm -hmm. there was no guilt there. I didn't feel guilty for not being productive, you know, and it just allowed me a little bit of peace to just be (laughs) and I have been years without that you know and so it was really nice to just be and not have to worry about falling behind because everybody else was falling behind we were all in the same boat (laughs) (laughs) but um but so photography basically um ceased for about a year um I did very very little real I didn't do anything at all for several months maybe six plus months um which is when I was doing all the cheese board stuff primarily. So 
that that picked up a lot in the super slow times, which was a good a good transition. So it was a good little change up. Yeah, I mean, I think you know we've been in the Rona times for so long at this point, it's hard to even remember that far back. Um, but I do think it is a good reminder that one of the things that has been nice about all of this is it it's required all of us to take a moment and slow down and just like. Pablo and I live in Metro Detroit. Um, I was commuting to downtown Detroit. Pablo was commuting to Lansing, which is about an hour from where we live. And when we were both commuting every single day, like we probably saw each other for, I don't know, like an hour and a half, two hours a day maximum. And it was doing stuff. It's making dinner. It's like doing laundry. It's running the dishwasher. It's packing lunch for tomorrow. So I think that's a great point to like remind ourselves that we should try to enjoy these quiet moments while we still have them before everybody's fully vaccinated and we're all out in the world again yeah for sure yeah and it's hard it's hard to let yourself be still and actually enjoy those things and we're so connected these days that we don't like to our to a lot of people especially I don't know what generation they call it gen z gen x gen whatever (laughs) I get all but there's a whole generation of people who are constantly on their phones and And with Harvey's account, I have become one of those people. And I have to remember, I'm missing so much of whatever else is going on because I'm constantly down here. So if I'm at a red light, I, you know, try to knock something out instead of just kind of taking it in and letting my brain just do one thing, which is focus on one thing. And whenever our brain is so busy with the social media and we don't realize how draining that is, you know, a lot of things are negative on social media and everybody's comparing themselves with other people. And then a lot of people are fake over here because they can be whoever they want to portray themselves to be on social media. Um, which I'm very much against. I really like to be very real because I feel like the more transparent I am, the more the more comfortable and transparent everybody else is. And I feel like we need that desperately. Yeah. But there's so there's so much so many people who are like, well, I don't have that, and I don't look like that, and and I don't have those things, and and I'm like, listen, she doesn't look like that either. <laughs> I photoshopped <laughs> some of these people; they don't look like that either. I promise. Or they could be, you know, a million dollars in debt or, you know, their house could be foreclosed on and you have no idea. And there's just, there's so much negativity and it clouds us and we, we get wrapped up into it and it leaves no peace in our spirit, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that makes total sense, which also makes sense why you focus on bringing such good positive energy with the Instagram accounts that you do manage, especially with Harvey and the Dodies. So um, it, it, it kind of like all comes full circle because you want to put out your authentic self and you also want to bring joy in a space that can be negative for a lot of people. Yes. Encouragement is huge for me. I feel like we all need it and we need to be an encouraging voice. And it's just, it's not, we don't do it enough. Yeah, well, you definitely do it enough. You uh, you are at, at your quota, if not above. So congratulations. Well, there's always room for improvement. <laughs> Um, well, you know, Lacey, I want to thank you for taking time out of your insanely busy schedule to come chat with us on our podcast. Before we wrap things up, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners about you, your life, Harvey, your dogs, anything? Oh my gosh. Put me on the spot. <laughs> I don't know. 
I can tell you that little no name still has no name. Oh, yes. You, um, you have a dog that you adopted. <laughs> um, for those who are unfamiliar, um, he's the most adorable dog. I will post pictures of him. Um, he has the craziest, most amazing mohawk. We call him no name right now. So, <laughs> yes, he still has no name. He looks kind of like a gremlin, but his personality is just way sweeter than a gremlin. Um, so I kind of vetoed that. But um, he... I don't know. Maybe I'll call him hot dog because it took me three hours with a bag of hot dogs to, to get him to trust me. Um, but no, he's just he's such a lover. So I just can't find a name that really fits. Um, You'll find the right one. And it's been so sweet, especially because I do remember when you first found him, um, he was just so scared of everything. And like and him and Harvey are like becoming besties every single day. It seems. He not even when he walked in the door, he would not even walk into the room with Harvey. He would stay two rooms over. So the room that I am in now is the dining room, and Harvey would be in the kitchen, and he would sit at, in this dining room and just stare at us in the kitchen because Harvey was in between us and him, and he would not pass go. Like he was not going anywhere. Um, <laughs> And now they like Har- he was laying by the door the other day and Harvey walked over and just kind of head nu- head nuzzled him and laid down right next to him and he stayed there. So it just that you know, that is one thing that I'll say is a lot of people are very quick and impatient and they're they're quick to give up on animals that are either rescued or that they bring into their home. And you just have to remember that they're entering an unfamiliar situation and you have to be patient with them. You can't assume that they're aggressive because they're bad or they're mean. They just might literally be terrified to death. And that is the only way that they know how to that, like that, that they think that they can be safe is by showing fear or that, that you should be fearful of them. And it just takes patience and love and people are quick to not give you either of those. You know, it's like if, if, we're impatient in general with everything just about. So if it if it's not like going to be done instantaneously, then we don't want to spend time to do it. And you just can't do that with the animals. It doesn't they, they deserve much more than that. Yeah. And I think you've really created a safe home for all of these animals that you have. I think you said you have 12 dogs now. 12 dogs. <laughs> do you want me to go through the names? Yes. Okay. Tycho, Bella, Brody, Little Man, Chanel, and Nico. Those are all the little five fluffy or six fluffy white ones. Then we have Chico, the Chihuahua, who is obsessed with my husband. Um, uh, I've pretty much been completely replaced. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he does snuggle with that dog more than me, though. So that would be Then uh, we have Dexter and Kato and Piper and Blue and Harvey and No Name. So there's 13. That's amazing. It's a it's a full house. <laughs> a full house. And a full First. house full of love, which is the most important part. Absolutely. Full of love. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lacey, I want to thank you so, so much for being here with us and for um, you know, sharing some of your life with all of our listeners. It's been such a joy. And you and your husband have an open invitation anytime you want to come back. Oh, awesome. Thank you. I'll have him come back and talk about his his <laughs> old career (laughs) perfect that sounds great well thanks so much Lacey thank you
Thanks for listening to another episode of Things My Friends Know. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts.